All right, top of the morning here, Four Oaks Church, Pastor Paul. It's a third, what is it? Yeah, Thursday morning, March 30th, 2023. So glad that you have joined us. What we're endeavoring to do, of course, as we work our way through the Gospel of Matthew is to give you some tools so that you can understand, apply, interpret the Word of God for yourself. So as we're leading up to preaching through a uh, message or passage um, on Sunday mornings at Four Oaks, we're, we're taking the previous week to look at the text in depth. And we find ourselves, of course, in the most famous sermon ever preached. That is Jesus's Sermon on the Mount. And we are looking at a very short passage, but a very super familiar passage. And um, let me read it for us. It's all about salt and light. And let's dig in. Matthew 5, verse 13, Jesus is speaking. You are the salt of the earth. But if salt has lost its taste, how shall its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled under people's feet. You are the light of the world. A city set on a hill cannot be hidden, nor do people light a lamp and put it under a basket but on a stand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others so that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. So we've spent the first three days here looking at the passage sort of in its context and unpacking these metaphors of what Jesus means when he talks about the people of God being salt and light. And what I want to do here today and then our last uh, devotional tomorrow um, uh, at the end of the week is to, is to move towards application. And in order to move towards application, I think we need to camp out on first sort of the, the negative side of this exhortation. And then on Friday, we're going to camp out on the positive side. Okay. So, so with the negative side, and again, here we're moving towards application. What does it mean for the believer to be salt and light? Um, and then the positive side um, tomorrow. So let's go back. Jesus has, has of course begun this, um, discourse, this sermon, with an invitation. And the invitation is into the flourishing life of his kingdom. And he's gone through these nine Beatitudes, which are really, um, they're pronouncements of happiness. If you, if you want to be joyful, happy, Jesus says, if you want to flourish, then I invite you in to align your life, um, embody these particular qualities, okay? So, so here, these are, these are functions, I mean, these are marks of the believer's character. Um, and we spent all the last week on kind of walking through these, you know, blessed are the peacemakers, blessed are the, the merciful. These are all the things that are to mark the character of the believer. Well, you can see how this naturally flows into um, verses 13 through 17, 13 through 16 being salt and light. In a sense, Jesus is saying, as you embody these things, these beatitudes, this is what, this is how these things will manifest themselves to the world. This is how 
these qualities of my kingdom, being a citizen of my kingdom, will, will, will be displayed, will be shown, will be walked out, will be worked out in relationship to other people and in, uh, in into a watching world, okay? And so to, to really get that, um, think about, Think, think about the, the metaphors that he's using in this way. And again, we're thinking about the, the negative side of this, okay? So his whole point here seems to be saying that salt, by definition, preserves and gives flavor. Light, by definition, illuminates and shows the way. So if you are not giving flavor, if you are, in other words, useless salt, okay, diluted salt, if you are not giving light, um, you are, you are hiding it under a bushel, you are, you are, um, you're not displaying that light before men, then fundamentally, as a citizen of the kingdom, and this is harsh, <laughs> you're useless, okay, that seems to be the whole, the whole point here, right, it, it, it would be like, being invited to a black tie dinner and you have gone and gotten yourself gussied up that's an east tennessee term and you have your tuxedo on or you have your evening gown on but instead of going instead of going then to the black tie dinner where you are to live out this celebration or party or whatever it is that you're going to fundraiser you you decide to go to to mo's instead and eat now, nothing wrong with Moe's, okay? Welcome to Moe's. We all love Moe's, all love everything it stands for, love the food, but it would be inappropriate, it would be useless to dress up in a black tie, um, suit, tuxedo, evening gown, all those things, and to go eat at a, at a fast food restaurant, okay? They, they wouldn't fit. Jesus is essentially using that kind of analogy to say, if you are a believer, if you are someone who is a part of the kingdom of God, and your life is being marked by certain things, um, to, to not display those, okay, to not be salt in a preserving sense, to not be light in an illuminating sense, um, would be to miss the whole purpose. It would to be, it would to, it would be to again to be functionally useless. Okay, and so so we have to really think about that for a minute, right? That when we are carnal or fleshly or nominal or immature in our faith, again the whole point is not that we're going to lose that we're losing our salvation. The whole point is that we are not fulfilling the function and design and purpose for God who has created us. And again, I think that needs to kind of rest on us, right? That needs to, that needs to weigh on us. That, 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 that needs to be a sobering reality, right? The, 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 this, these ideas of, of being salt and light, they're not merely add-ons to the Christian faith. They are, in fact, at the heart of who it is that we are as believers. 
And, and Jesus is really emphasizing this point to say, is your light shining before men? Are you preserving the culture and the world around you? Are, are you flavoring? Are you seasoning? Are you illuminating? Are you, are you a, a witness for me? If not, what good are you? What, 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 what's the point? The whole point of embodying the values of the kingdom is to display those things. Now, one question that people have about this is, well, well Pastor Paul, when you, when you read the salt and light passage and it talks about doing our good deeds, giving glory to our Father who is in heaven, and again, we're going to camp out on that one tomorrow, how do we reconcile this with things that Jesus says just later in the sermon, okay? Um, things about when you give your gifts, okay, um, don't let your right hand know what your left hand is doing, okay? Uh, when you pray, don't go out on the street corner and pray like the Pharisees do. Um, when you, again, and I, and again, I'm, I'm scrolling down through, through the sermon on here. When you fast, okay, don't anoint your head and, and walk around so that other people know that you're fasting. Right? And here's a, here's, a, here's a crucial point for biblical interpretation. You've heard me say it before, but Scripture interprets Scripture. Particularly when you come up to a, an idea, all right, in one part of Matthew's gospel, and then there seems to be something that's kind of contradictory in another side of the gospel— Again, you want to look to the context in that specific book to signal what's being said, okay? And, and, and here's how I think we want to, to think about these things. Jesus is saying, this is your function. This is who you are, salt and light. To not be these things is to be, is to be, is to be in a sense, worthless, useless, thrown out in terms of your function. What he's saying here about fasting and giving and praying is don't do fasting and giving and praying in order to be seen, okay, in order to receive accolades uh, for yourself. Because when we do those things for those reasons, who gets the glory? We get the glory, right? This is why Matthew's emphasis on righteousness in his book. And remember, righteousness is not simply not doing, I mean, you know, doing what we say, you know, not practicing what we preach, although that is a hypocrisy, okay? But remember for Matthew, it's doing the right things for the wrong reasons. That's hypocrisy. That's what the Pharisees were doing. And so the way that we relate these things to each other is that as we're being salt and light, and as our deeds are shining forth, as we are being a preserving influence in relationships and with other people, we're not doing it for ourselves. We're not doing it for the accolades. We're not doing it to be seen. We're not doing it for our own glory. We're doing it ultimately for the glory of our Father who is in heaven. That's important because we want to take two prayer points out of today's little lesson. Okay, number one, Lord, help me to want to do the right things for the right reason. Lord, realign my heart. Realign my heart. Um, and then number two, Lord, give me wisdom to know in the context of my life and in my giftings and who I am, what it means to be salt and light 
in a way that brings glory to you. All right, so, so those are your two little application prayer points. And then when we get together tomorrow, we'll close all this out and hopefully draw out some real positive implications of what this means for us as citizens of the kingdom. All right, let's pray. When we do pray that, we want to do the right things for the right reasons, for your honor and your glory. So realign our hearts to that. And Lord, we, we, we want to begin to, to have wisdom, discernment, to know how to walk this out in a way that is, that is glorifying you, not, not for ourselves, but for you. And so, Father, we ask these things in your Son's name, Jesus Christ. Amen. All right, everybody, see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Bye.